Hello and welcome to the Good Sports Podcast, diving deep into the world of sport for development. My name's David Terrace and I'm joined by fellow Good Sports, Sarah Begg, Lee Booth and John Cosgrove. Hiya. Hello. Hello. As regular uh, listeners might have picked up, we have an extra person on the pod. Now, we know John through volunteering uh, Cricket Without Boundaries, but we've got him on to speak about his experience with Sport for Development. So, John, welcome. Um, I'd like to start just with a, a question about your current sort of sporting activity. Oh, hi, Dave. Uh, hi, Sarah, and hi, Lee. Thank you very much for having me on. I'm very excited to be here. Um, uh, my current sporting activity, uh, I've literally just got in from running about 12 minutes ago, so you can't get any more current than that. Um, but yeah, I, I run a lot, basically. Um, I got into running about three years ago and uh, I run anything from like 40 to 70 miles a week. I'm training for uh, marathons and all sorts of uh, running adventures. So yeah, I love it. It's like the best thing I've ever done other than cricket about boundaries trips, of course. And you didn't do any running before you started whatever it was three, four years ago? No, I had what well, I I did a tiny little bit maybe about four years ago. Um, one of my uh, neighbours was a personal trainer, and I think I did a little bit of him for about three months, and then I got injured, and I didn't want to get injured for cricket season, so I stopped for about nine months, and then I just started it up again. And I just loved it. Uh, I don't know why I like it. I just think I quite like the pain <laughs> and <laughs> the repetition so I, I don't know I just love it um and mainly because I'm a bit rubbish at cricket as well and I, I, I should have given I've played cricket for years now not got any better but it seems that uh running's a lot uh, I find running a lot easier <laughs> was there anything that like particularly triggered you to be like yeah running that's what I'm gonna do or was it just literally having a neighbor who was a PT who was like come and give running a go well, he he got me into it a little bit because we did. We, I I literally went from I never have done done any running at all or any fitness other than turning up to play cricket on a Saturday and then going to the pub and having a few beers and uh, yeah, not getting any fitter really. <laughs> and he he surprisingly, um, other than getting a sunburnt nose, uh, he, he um, took me. Yeah, he just took me running, and I just quite liked it. I liked it a lot more than the strength stuff, and I was like, oh, yeah, I quite enjoy this. So, I entered like a ten k, did that, uh, enjoyed that, and then um, started getting into park run about three years ago, and yeah, just really enjoyed the park run community and races and just meeting other runners and stuff. And I was very lucky to join um, vegan runners straight away and I met lots of uh, like-minded uh, vegan weirdos and uh, all around the country and I've been uh, running with them so yeah it's been really good really positive I don't know why I'm so addicted to it but I have got quite an addictive personality but I just I don't know I just love everything about it I like the pain I like the fact you can eat loads afterwards go for a few beers still uh, not during a race that'd be stupid um, but yeah no it's just the best thing ever <laughs> I think the interesting bit for us is that we've mainly talked about team sports on the pod so yeah. far. And this is obviously quite an individual bit, but it's got that team element as well. Um, so how do you kind of find the being alone and having a, a kind of a alone pursuit? Um, and were you drawn to the team element because of your kind of working cricket or playing cricket? Um, 
Yeah, I don't mind. It's a, it's a weird one running because like sometimes it's great to run on your own and you just feel like you just want to get out on your own, go for a run, um, and clear your head and just be alone with whatever. If sometimes you want to be alone with your thoughts or. For me, I just find when I run on my own, I don't really think about anything. I spend the rest of the day thinking about a load of rubbish. So it's quite nice to go for a jog and not actually think about anything. Um, but it's also really fun to uh, run with new people. And especially when you're running lots of miles in a week. I've met loads of, um, just started uh, a local Strava group of runners around here to try and run with more people during the week and meet just local runners. Um because it's quite nice to meet new people and have a chat whilst running. Uh, it makes you forget sometimes you're running when you're, when yeah. you're not enjoying it 100%. <laughs> and does that give more flexibility? Because you can kind of pick up and go whenever you want rather than, I suppose, with team sports, you've got that you have to be there at training at this time or you've got to be available on a Saturday at 10am in order to play the game or whatever it is. Yeah. No, that's a really good point, actually. I do like the flexibility of running because you can literally just go, right, I'm going to run tomorrow at 6am. Um, I'm going to run tomorrow in the evening. Whereas I found when I was playing cricket and stuff, even like when I was captaining games and stuff, I was spending the whole week organising 10 other people to come and play cricket. Um, whereas with running, you usually only have to organise yourself, um, which, is, which is a good thing. <laughs> Yeah, I think we've all had experiences of trying to get teams together. It can be quite time consuming. Yes, very stressful organising cricket teams, especially when like you get the call on Saturday or Sunday morning or whatever and say, oh, yeah, I can't play. I've hurt, hurt myself out last night. Just went out, you know, accidentally fell on a few beers and headbutted a lamppost. <laughs> now I can't play cricket today. Oh, oh weird. <laughs> yeah, what a shame. Yeah, that happens. <laughs> yeah, funny. <laughs> Do you still do the park runs, John? Because I know that that's something that's you know huge in the UK now, and I thought it was really interesting that they just published some stats this week that average runs are getting slower, which is kind of the opposite of where you're taking your running, but that's showing that more and more people are signing up from different backgrounds. Yeah, no, I still go, I still go pretty much every week to park run. I think it's just a really nice way to start the weekend. Um, I think sometimes it might be more beneficial to my running if I didn't go to park run and maybe did more training um but i i really like it i just like you know, getting up early on a saturday bombing round or taking it easy meeting loads of other runners um whether that it's like we have with vegan runners we have lots of meet meetups all around the country so it's nice to meet loads of other vegan runners around the country or even if it's just my local park run and i think it's great to see people of all ages abilities just getting out and just doing 5k on a saturday morning and just starting a weekend in style really and, and have you seen that change? Obviously, you've been going for quite a while. And have you seen that kind of uh, transformation of people going along? Or you know, what's your view of that? I think it's getting a lot busier. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a lot harder to come in like the top three at a park run. Like, <laughs> yeah. so it, there's there's lots of really good runners out there now. But there's also um, yeah, they, all the park runs seem a lot busier. There's, there's a lot more park runs popping up as well. I mean, I live in Petersfield in Hampshire, and there's so many park runs near me. I mean, within a, like a 20 mile radius, there's probably about 15 park runs, I think, wow. something like that. So there's a lot to choose from, but they're, they're all reasonably busy. Even like the smaller ones around here get like two, 300 people. And the big ones like Southampton get nearly a thousand people every week. So That's they are, it, it? yeah, it's really good. It's really cool. And uh, yeah, it's just a great way to 
meet other runners and talk about running but it's also some people just want to go along for the social aspect some people want to go along smash a pb is yeah some people yeah just it's just an amazing thing to start a weekend really i'd re- recommend it to all you guys have done a park run haven't you i have yes um i really enjoyed it and i liked the idea that um i know that this is something that they've recently in sort of in put in is having tail walkers instead of tail runners and the yes, yeah. language like that is so important because it makes it really clear that literally anybody can come and do this it doesn't matter if you are mm. not a runner um by getting around it you kind of become a park runner and so totally. i think that's really cool it's very inclusive like it, it's brilliant you just you do it's great if people want to come and walk around the park run it doesn't matter if you walk around it, it doesn't matter if you run backwards it doesn't matter you can just do whatever you like as long as you turn up have fun and uh yeah i i don't think it's really inclusive you don't really get it's part it's like a proper kind of community rather than mm. um people um it's not judging or anything like that you don't have to run a certain time to make make you feel good or anything like that people literally don't care you can run anything from 15 minutes to an hour as long as you're there and you're having a good time that's all that matters and I met my girlfriend at Park Run, so it's another uh, bonus for me. <laughs> yeah, proper sociable activity. Well, exactly. I know, I know Terrace is really interested in the idea of sort of multi-generational activity as well, um, because mm. he does a lot of work with um, older people and so on. So, uh, I mean, you see that a lot in Park Run, don't you, from sort of seven-year-olds through to 80-plus, all yep. taking part in the same event. And there can't be that many things in this world where that's really possible. No, maybe Sunday cricket sometimes. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> you get a lot, uh, lot, lots of different ages, especially with my local club. We do, I, well, it's mainly our under-13s that play on a Sunday now, so <laughs> that's pretty Fine cool. Fine leg but, specialist I mean, that, um, as well, that's always what it is, the under-11 at fine leg. Yeah, but they're all better than the adults now, so that <laughs> they get... And and they're all bossy, so they go and field and do what they want, and we just we just have to be told what to do. So no, it's good. It should be like that. Um, yeah, park runs brilliant. It is. What was the term you used? Multi generational or yeah, yeah. I think it, yeah, it is really cool. You see people of all ages and all abilities and stuff like that. Um, for example, my girlfriend Ro, her family, they all come. That like her family all come along. I think they've got about ten. I'm going to say 10 to 15 park runners in her family, Absolutely. all ages, all speeds. And um, they go go up to like uh, Kent or whatever and meet up and do park run up there. And it's really nice. And it's a really wholesome way to start the weekend. John, you spoke earlier about um, the running being a time to think um, and yeah. sort of clear your mind. Um, and, we, and we've talked previously about some of the mental health issues that you've, you've had in, in the past. Has has running helped with that? And, and if so, you know what what elements have really helped? Yeah, no, running's totally helped my mental health. I think just like um, just the base. Yeah, as you say, just going out for a run to clear your head. But like sometimes you can be having a really kind of crappy day, and then you don't want to go for a run, but you force yourself to go and do it, and then obviously it releases uh, all those nice uh, chemicals into your brain and then afterwards you you do end up feeling pretty good and uh, like you've achieved something even if it's just an easy jog or something like that it it does make you feel a lot better Um, especially if you've been having a bad day Uh, I I suppose it's just also a case of using running to meet new people and talk about stuff and um, 
there seems to be a lot of uh, people who run for their mental health because it it is good for your mental health, just getting out the door and doing stuff. I found that um, in my previous jobs, I did lots of, I've done lots of like social media type jobs. So I've worked at home and before I ran, I kind of just be, I'd walk downstairs, open up my laptop, set my laptop, like type all day and then shut my laptop down and not really do anything. So I wouldn't be doing anything. I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be pushing myself. I wouldn't be like, I, I don't think when social media first came out, people realized it was such a bad thing for your health. Hmm. So when I started running, it just kind of improved that. It gave me like a little bit of a focus and stuff. I mean, you, you do a lot of social media and a lot of it is about running. Uh, and yes. I, <laughs> and I do enjoy it. But I, I think that you use social media in quite a positive way. Um, but clearly, yeah. as you've talked about, there's that kind of um, tension about you know, the ill effects of social media. So what's your kind of philosophy with kind of engaging in social media in that positive way? I, yeah, as as I said, it was a bit of a weird one, like because obviously social media as a thing is only sort of start developing over the last ten years, hmm. and people have never re- until like the last two or three years. I don't think people have really talked about it being detrimental to your mental health. Obviously, um, if you're on, people can be on Facebook or Instagram and see people doing better than themselves, or they it can frustrate them or upset them that they're not on a beach holiday right there they're sat in an office or something like that and it yeah it, it can, can be not good for you to do that as well as just looking at a screen all day hmm. um but i think if you balance it out then it's fine as as with everything in life other than running which uh, you're <laughs> supposed to do all day every day and get really obsessed with it um a little bit of social media is enough i don't think there's anything wrong with it but it's what works for I think there's a specific person. Some people don't like social media. Mm. I mean, I haven't seen Lee Booth posting too many selfies <laughs> on Insta recently or updating his stories too often. Uh, but, yeah, that's it's true. But I'll, I'll, I'll make sure I, I visit a local park run soon and I'll let you know all about I it. I can't wait. I, I, I want a full update across Facebook, Instagram and Twitter, please, Lee. And a, I will see what I can do. And a blog. And a blog, no problem. No worries. And a website dedicated to that park run as well. <laughs> <laughs> yep. If I manage to get round a park run, you can have the full lot. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, that's really good. <laughs> well, I was just going to reflect on, well, reflect on makes me sound a bit pretentious, doesn't it? Um, what <laughs> you were saying, uh, John, about a lot of people coming to um, park run or getting into running because they had, you know, they recognised that they needed to look, take better care of their mental health and, um, that mm. was definitely something so I got involved with good gym about a year ago and that's oh, nice. su- super similar people sort of brought together by running and wanting to make a difference but a lot of people there you know be- I think because in particular with good gym it's kind of almost like super explicit this is about doing good people are really open about chatting about the motivations of why they're there and definitely there was a lot of that sort of trying to get away from the screen and getting away from sort of that, that introverted or introspective maybe um sort of version of yourself but also you know people who were struggling with various different things in their lives and coming together on a regular basis with a community of people who were wanting to be active and do something good mm. um made a big difference and i think the thing really was that you can drop in and out of it 
and come and go with it and it didn't matter and there was no judgment about that either whereas we know if you know sometimes if you play a team sport if you're not there at training or if you're um you know not available for a few weeks suddenly you're not you're not in the starting 11 and so mm. no maybe that's something that running offers that's a little bit different as well as it's a bit more forgiving of the ups and downs of our mental health and mm. our own personal lives and things like that yeah I totally agree I found with playing team sports playing cricket a lot I mean I've played cricket now again for about eight years and when I first got into it before that I was like my, all my focus was being in a band and doing that kind of thing so then I got into playing cricket and I'm as of me, I have quite an obsessive and addictive personality, as I've mentioned with the running. Uh, so I got into cricket in a big way. I ended up like playing three times a week, doing all like the volunteering at the club, um, doing lots of different things, coaching the kids and all that sort of thing, which is all fun, really rewarding and really positive. And it's helped me with lots of new skills and stuff. I mean, I wouldn't have got wouldn't have been uh, on two trips with Cricket Without Boundaries if it wasn't for that. So uh, very, very lucky. But I just found that, sometimes playing cricket would be detrimental to my mental health um, because I took it too seriously at first. Because um, being in a band, I was just, it was kind of like my sort of sort of career without it being a career, and we wanted to do as well as we could. So then going into playing cricket, I wanted to be good and do as well as I could, but I wasn't very fit, not very good at cricket. I'm okay at it occasionally, w- once a season. And uh, <laughs> uh, it kind of, I found it kind of a little bit detrimental to how, how I was feeling. And I, I was probably a bit too hard on myself. Like uh, going back on it, I'd go back and go, just take, just chill out, mate. It's fine. You're just playing cricket with your mates in a field. So I try and get that message across to maybe some of the juniors now that are playing and, and taking it very seriously and like, upset and berating themselves if something goes wrong um but I did that at first with running I was a bit just like if I didn't get the time I wanted I'd be really uh disappointed and upset with myself but now I'm just like well just that's it is what it is I'm not a professional runner I've still gone out and done the running and really enjoyed it so don't be so hard on yourself (laughs) I think being pretty modest with the running I mean your your times are uh, pretty good certainly compared to sort of trudgers like like me what what was your marathon time um I did London oh that's very kind by the way Dave and it <laughs> before I say that I just want I want to say that it really doesn't matter about times of running um obviously we all want to run our best and pbs and everything like that and that's awesome but as long as people are getting out the door and doing it and enjoying it that's that's the main thing um but Obviously, as a runner and a massive show-off, uh, <laughs> I'm happy to tell you that I did London in two hours, 58 minutes and nine, 19 seconds. That's pretty so, rapid. Yeah, it went all That qualifies you for good for age, does it? Well, it should have done, but because so many people applied for good for age, they had to put the oh. times down by two 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 minutes 40 in my age category. So I missed it by one minute. Oh, no. But... Oh. Um, uh, I'm not too too upset because I'm doing Valencia Marathon in December and then t- have to train for another marathon in April. I'm quite up for like doing some shorter stuff like like the park runs, 5Ks, 10Ks and improve all my times on those in half marathon and then, then I'll do some more marathons later in the year. But I have to say, if anyone does get the chance and obviously London, Mal- London Marathon ballot stuff's been going out today, if people mm. have been successful in that, um, they are 
in, and they haven't run London before, they are in for a treat because it's 26.2 miles of people losing their minds and cheering for you. It was, it was, I've never, ever seen or been part of anything like that in my life. It was ridiculous. Your idea of heaven, isn't it? <laughs> showing, yeah, showing off for 26.2 miles uh, to lots of people. Perfect. Bliss. <laughs> it's clearly had a big transformative effect on your life. And that, uh, you mentioned you used to work in social media. Did, you've kind of recently changed career looking at changed career was that through the running or what impact did that have yeah um I still do some social media type things and uh uh it's still I still think it's a, a good skill to have as not but I, I I like balancing it out now I can't sit at a computer all day every day because I, I can't sit still now because of the running um so I've recently just gone back to college to do uh, a counseling course because I was really interested when I had counselling myself from a couple of different people um, of how it worked and how it made me feel better. And obviously then sharing stuff on social media, say, I thought it was important to use my voice um, and my social media skills to get that across to people that I'd had counselling and it, mm. it had really helped me. Um, and uh, sorry, my dog's whining here. I'll walk you in a minute, mate. Uh, um <laughs> Just, just doing this all right just give me five minutes it's okay those squirrels are fine um so yeah I, I just found it was really interesting then lots of people were messaging me and I, obviously I can't help them because I'm not a counselor but I could point them in the right direction I could say this is what I've done there's lots of services out there and I found I find with mental health stuff is that people don't know where to go for mental health they don't know where to go whether to go to doctors whether to go to like a private counselor whether to go to like a mental health charity like mind or something like that there's a few options but there's nothing kind of set in stone for like what you do if you had physical health issues so if you hurt your leg or something like that you go to doctors or the hospital so i i personally found that a lot of people don't know where to start with their mental Mm. health so yeah, I've hopefully been signposting them in so they can get better uh, and go and get some sort of uh, help. But I also thought, well, I'm interested in this and I want to be able to help more. So I'm doing a count. I'm literally just right at the start of level one of a counselling course at college at the moment. And it's been really, really interesting. I've really loved it. I was interested to know what you guys all think of social prescribing. Like Lee, for example, I know. So to for for clarity when I say social prescribing I mean like if you're go to the GP and whatever um you it might be a mental health um issue around depression or um, anxiety or it might be a physical health thing and the doctor says to you you should go and join your local park run um what are your guys views on that Lee I know for example that you know you like a sport but running around the field might not be your idea of a fun time if your doctor said to you go and do a park run what would your sort of thoughts on that be um i think you'd always try and take doctor's advice seriously uh i mean you're right in that my my idea of hell in many respects is just running without a ball to chase (laughs) if there's a ball to chase be it kick it hit it or or run after it then i'm I'm very happy to do that all day long but uh, i mean i think we're starting to at least see the normalisation of people thinking that sport and fitness in general is good for mental health and that can only be a good thing. I think from my point of view, and I, I kind of work in this area with the organisations that we fund, 
absolutely a good thing. Um, and it's been going on for quite a while anyway in, a, in certain areas. Uh, there are bits of the system that probably need to be joined up. But I think the main issue at the minute is that this is happening more. So GPs are saying, well, you need to do this, etc." Two issues. One, it needs to be personalised as you've just said. So there's no point prescribing running to Lee if he doesn't want to do it, he just won't do it. And and two, those activities that people are going into are not part of the funding. So there's more demand on services, um, but not necessarily funded the whole way by NHS or other organisations. So absolutely, I, I think is a good thing, but I think there are some slight kind of issues with it. Yeah, Parkrun's pretty well set up, isn't it? Because it's such a sort of big national it's very scalable. It's volunteer led, you know, absolutely. But not everyone wants to run. <laughs> yeah, sorry, John, but it, you know, not everyone wants to run. Uh, so, so yeah, there, there are issues there. But it, non-clinical solutions are absolutely the right way forward. I, think. I agree. It's like it's not a one size fits all. Um, I mean, I love running, and mm. I really got into it. But some people, obviously find it much better to go to the gym something like that or it, like playing team sports like some people like i mean i still love playing cricket and I'll, I'll i'll always play cricket um and obviously you can make lots of new friends from it and stuff like that and that can be really positive for for mental health and stuff like that um i just found running was a bit more of a different release for me than doing a team sport like mm-hmm. cricket but i'm still always going to play it and i think that I think just trying new things is just really good for your mental health. Um, whether it, like, as long as it, like, I mean, if it's sport, um, just getting out and obviously going for a walk and just clearing your head, leaving your phone at home. Um, yeah, anything kind of positive like that. You don't have to, if people don't like running, I mean, I always say give it a go. And if you really, really hate it, there's there's always something out there for someone else, isn't there? Yeah, 100%. Absolutely. Um, John, we normally have a quiz at the end of oh, the yeah. episode. Um, and Sarah is is up. I think it's something like 10-5. Lee, do, do you <laughs> She's very smart. Very smart. I mean, to be fair, that, that sounds closer than I thought it was. But can, we, can we just settle on that now? That's good coaching from you there, DT. Make the gap manageable. <laughs> So um, I prepared a quiz, and we can do a bit of a one-off quiz, John, if you're willing to take part. Yeah, I'm up for it. I'm up for it. Cool. Okay, so the quiz is all about running, so you should have a, a bit of an advantage. Uh, well, go on. As, not, as long as it's about my times from the last two years, <laughs> I'm an expert on that, but I don't know about anything else uh, in, in the running world. I'm just Pulling up your social media as we speak now to give me an advantage. Am I allowed to go on Google? <laughs> no, but I am. I'm, see, I'd, ironically, I'd probably do better on a cricket quiz, um, as I said earlier. Um, just some 90s cricket questions would be perfect. Test match cricket from that era uh, be yeah, would be great, but I'll, I'm happy to go with running. We're all as much in the dark as you are, I think, John. So. <laughs> Cool, I can't wait. So there's five questions, uh, multiple choice, uh, buzz in. So the, the first person buzz in, if it gets them right, it's two points. If the second person, if the first person doesn't get it right, then the second person will get one point, And then obviously no chance for a third person because there's only three options. So uh, just use your name to buzz in. I'll try and be fair and, and see who does it first. And I have got a tiebreaker as well. 
Are we ready? Can I call you? Can I call you Sue Barker? <laughs> uh, you, you can do. <laughs> yes. Um, cool. <laughs> good. Okay. Well, question one. Betty. Thanks, Sue. <laughs> so, question one. Betty Sharin holds the world record for running a marathon whilst hula hooping. Now, did she complete the marathon in A, three hours, B, three hours, 40, or C, four hours? Lee. Go on, Lee. Three hours, 40. That is incorrect. John. Go on. Three hours. John, that's correct. That is ridiculous. Yes. Well done. A pretty uh, amazing, if slightly pointless uh, achievement. But, yeah, (laughs) I can't run a marathon in three hours, so... that's a very good achievement. How do you do that? That is very good. Yeah, impressive. I, I like where <laughs> we've been trying to build John up through this and have just pointed out that someone's running a marathon while who slower than him. Damn it. Right, I'm going to have to get good at hula hooping now yeah. for, for the next one. A new challenge. <laughs> get yourself a hula hoop. Yeah, definitely. I'm up, right. up for it. So question number two. Which city hosts the longest road race in the world? Is it A, Barcelona, B, Cape Town, or C, New York? Buzz, Sarah. Yeah. Cape Town. Incorrect. Lee. Yeah. New York. Lee, that is correct. Boom. Anyone want a quick guess on how long this race is? Uh... I, I, I can't know. 100 miles, 200 miles, 300 miles? It's 400 miles. 400 miles. It's 3.1 thousand miles. What? <laughs> is that New York to the other side of America, yeah? No. So the race is the self-transcendent 3,100-mile race. Um, it's an ultra-endurance event established in 1987. Oh, this is the one they go round around the block? Yeah, it's entirely around a half-mile oh, loop. Oh, yeah. Um, an extended oh city block God. in Jamaica, New York. Uh, so they must complete 5,649 laps of the sidewalk. Um, the record is 40 days, apparently. Jeez. New, new challenge for you there, John. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. I'm, I'm booking a flight now as we speak. <laughs> <laughs> well, well done, Lee. You, you get a point. So Thank question you. three. Um, Andrew Lawrence holds the world record of two hours, 45 minutes for the fastest marathon dressed as a vegetable. But what vegetable was he? Is it A, broccoli, B, carrot, C, sweet corn? Lee. Yes, Lee. Classic carrot. (laughs) It was. Well done. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So I'll put put this question in because you've got a bit of previous here, John, haven't you? I do, yeah. I did a marathon dressed as a, a broccoli on Boxing Day last year, just around where I live to uh, raise some money for the thing I was doing. Um, but this year, I've got good news. I'm upping my game um, and doing a bro- uh, an ultra marathon dressed as a broccoli on Boxing Day around Petersfield. Um, so I'll be, I know, why, why the hell not? Um, so it's going to be 31 miles, 50k dressed as a broccoli. And uh, half the money will go to Cricket Without Boundaries. So, uh, good times. Fantastic work. Do you know the world record for a uh, ultramarathon dressed as a vegetable? (laughs) I know, but I'm sure you do, No, I I don't. I I think you should try and find (laughs) it out and see if you can get it. (laughs) Uh, Why not? (laughs) So, uh, next question, and we've talked a bit about park run, but where was the first park run run? Was it A? John. Go on. 
Bushy Park. Correct. Oh, good work. <laughs> yeah, so that was uh, Paul Sinton Hewitt in 2004. So it's, uh, it's grown a fair bit since then. Yeah, they just had their 15-year anniversary, yeah. I think. Yeah, yeah right. that would make sense. Yeah. So, John, you've got three points. Lee, you've got three points. Sarah, you've got no points. Um, yeah. But you can, you know, be an agent of chaos and answer this question. And <laughs> I'll do my best. <laughs> so the final question is, the Daily Mile is an initiative where primary school children run a mile each morning. In which country did it start? Sarah. Yeah. Scotland. Correct. Oh, well played. Oh, very good. <laughs> um, it was pretty much when I was living in Scotland, which is why I know that one. Uh, uh, very good. So it's now in 68 countries and 2 million children have taken part. Wow. Oh, brilliant. That's really good. It is great to see. So when I'm normally on at our cricket club, we do the junior schools right next to that and they, they trot them out onto the wreck every day. It's really good to see. Nice. Like that. Good stuff. So we do have a tie break, which is fortunate because I've got a uh, tiebreaker question. Um, <laughs> now, John, as guest on the pod, would you like to guess the number first or second? Um, I will go second and let Lee go first um, because uh, is that gentlemanly? Uh, I don't really know, but, but yes, it's good, ta- it's go good tactics either way. Sensible, if not gentlemanly. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So this is um, cool. for Lee and John. So according to the Active Lives survey by Sport England, how many million people took part in running at least once a month in the UK this year? Lee, you go first. How many millions of people ran at least once this year in the UK? Once a month this yeah. Or once year. a month. Yeah. Okay, that's tricky. Seventy million people. I'm going to say. 13 million people. Okay, John. Uh, see, I was going to go, so, so I was going to say 15, so I'll stick with 15. I won't be a, I won't be a spoil sport and say 14. I'll go 15. Well, it's actually seven. So, Lee, you Ooh. win the quiz. Ah. Yeah, 6.9. Um, so, it, it's about the third or fourth activity. I think walking is the top activity. But yeah, about 7 million people who do it once a month. Just So you've a bit more promotion to do yet, John, but you can keep getting them out there. <laughs> I think the answer is 7 million, Sue. Do I win? <laughs> the wonders of podcast editing. No, um... Yes. <laughs> can you edit? Oh, well done, John. You managed to win that quiz. Miraculously. Commiserations, Lee. Just, just well, more importantly, does... Even though John's here, does this count as a point in the competition against Sarah that I so badly need? Well, <laughs> no, I think we need a guest. Oh column. my days! Yeah, we'll have a guest. But it was a very honourable showing, John, uh, especially getting the yeah. uh, part room question right without any uh, prompting. So, really good. Thank you. I that was that was my favourite ever quiz because normally I get really frustrated when I don't know the answers, and today I just really enjoyed it. So it was a really positive uh, quiz experience. So thank Do you. you. You just need to go to quizzes about running or 90s cricketers and you'll be fine. I know. I know. Why, why isn't there more of those? <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> well, John, that, that brings us to the end of the, uh, the pod. So I'd just like to thank you very much for sharing your experiences. Absolutely my pleasure. It was really nice to talk to all three of you. Thank you very much for having me on. A big thank you to John there for coming on the podcast and sharing his story. 
We'll put links to all of his bios in our blog and especially to the vegan runners who I know he's really pleased to be a part of. If anyone else would like to share their experience of running and mental health, please do get in touch. And indeed, get in touch if you've got anything you'd like us to discuss in the world of sport for development. You can do that by getting in touch via Twitter at Good Sportscast. Or you can drop us an email, info at goodsportscast.org.uk. Or follow the blog, goodsportscast.org.uk. And remember, you can always subscribe to us wherever you normally get your podcasts. So from the good sports, it's goodbye. Bye. Bye.